My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and I'm here today with Kristen Delfa with Her Money Solutions. We're talking about women and money, especially sensitive and empathic women and money um, and all the challenges that come with that. This is such, such a different world when you talk about being spiritually sensitive and intuitive and all the, even, you know, as far as going down the woo-woo lane with that and, and kind of the, I don't know, more open-ended creative side of, of women and femininity versus the very masculine assertive side of money and numbers and structure. So I think it's uh, fascinating to talk to someone who straddles both. So welcome, Kristen. Um, how Thank are you doing you. today? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's uh, that quiet before the storm in my world. So it's a good time. <laughs> Yes, tax time coming up. Good yes. good times for everybody. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do with Her Money Solutions. Okay, so Her Money Solutions actually launched out of my tax practice. I've been in the tax investment and insurance world some capacity or another since 2004, and then for personal and professional reasons, I went off and started my own company. And that was in 2008. And my tax practice grew and I, I had to cut off the amount of clients that I could handle because there's only so many things you can do in the concentrated time frame of tax season. But I still felt this nagging feeling that there are people out there I really would like to help because I see in a lot of women, me, in my younger years, before I was in the industry, and even as I was growing in the industry, to share the information in plain English in a shame-free way so that women could make good choices about their money and not be made to feel embarrassed that they didn't know something or that they should know this or they're too old and they should have already done this. So Her Money Solutions is programs, it's consultations, it's in plain English, no hiding, no upselling, no weird stuff so that women can get the information that they need to help them move forward in their lives. And that's where it came from. And this way I can help far more people than the 160 tax return clients that I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And yeah, I mean, I know I, I certainly had that coming into my adulthood, not really understanding a lot of things about taxes, investments, you know, all that stuff. You just yeah. hear a number. This is what your parents make for a living in the the seventies or eighties. And then you grow up and realize, oh, there's a lot more to it and yeah. than balancing a checkbook. So that's really, really important. Yeah. And, said, and oh, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, that's okay. You you mentioned shame, like money shame. And I think that's um a huge, a huge point to talk about because I'm sure people are out there feeling that. Um, so how does that show up for the people that you serve? Like how do you, or how did it show up for you? 
So for me, it showed up when I was, when we moved back to the US, I was living in, in Europe with my husband because he's from France and we moved back and it was kind of my job to deal with the stuff in the US because it was my country. And I realized I came into adulthood and I had a checking account and some double E bonds for my great aunts and my grandparents. And that's all I knew. And here I was faced with having to get homeowner's insurance and figure out all of these things that no one had ever taught me. I knew nothing about retirement accounts. I knew I knew nothing. He knew nothing either because he didn't grow up here and he didn't have that education either. So we learned, but it was, I had an insurance agent make me cry in his office because I just didn't understand. And he was such a poor communicator. He started yelling at me. And I'm like, I am, I refuse. I, I went out of there as I was in tears. I'm like, I refuse to go through this again. So I started to learn. And what I found, that was my experience. So I started learning as I was in the industry. But then the other thing I found would come up for my clients, and it comes up for women that I talk to all the time, was that they're like, I'm so embarrassed that I have to ask you this, or this is a really stupid question. I'm like, they're not stupid questions. You just don't know yet. It's okay. We're all on a different in a different place on where what we understand about money. Let me help you and tell you if you do A, B will happen. If you do C, D will happen. And then you can make good choices for yourself. I was, I mean, I was at a meeting a couple of weeks ago, a women's networking meeting, and and this lady sitting next to me, it would, it was breaking my heart. And I get very teary-eyed. I'm, I'm an accountant who cries a lot for good and for bad. But um, <laughs> but the thing is, is she's like, you know, every time I ask my accountant a question, she makes me feel really stupid. Mm. And I'm like, that shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be that way. Let me help you find somebody else who will treat you with the respect you deserve and teach you so you learn to ask the questions that will help propel you forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's the same back go, going back to school days. If the teacher's going to say, well, how didn't you know that already <laughs> stupid, you know, you're going to be less likely to hold up your hand and, and find success. Exactly. So you're, you're absolutely right. Any, any time you're in a place of, of guiding people, I think it is important to have that empathy and to have that sense of honor and respect for what you're doing. And, and you mentioned, you know, and us getting to know each other that you have that empathic nature. Yeah. So, so tell, tell me like how that's affected you in your work and some of the challenges you faced because of it and, and also kind of where it is now. Yeah. So that was actually really hard for me when I was in, um, I came in under financial services, morphed into tax, took on insurance and then left financial services. Um, <laughs> excuse me, because what I found with financial services was that I started as an empath feeling responsible for my client's spending choices, for their life choices. And I'm going, oh my God, I, it would keep me up at night going, oh my God, this person's going to run out of money. What do I do to help them not run out of money? And I would get really upset and very parental going, well, you can't spend this and you shouldn't be doing that. And, and you're not going to have enough money, but they were pushing back like, it's my money, leave me alone. And so I had to find some boundaries. And with my tax clients early on also, it was like, well, if you hadn't done this, this wouldn't have happened. And, and then I would get upset with them for making choices that were not, I thought, in their best interest. And they would get upset with me because they felt like ashamed of it, right? But this is how I had grown up. This is how you communicated with people. And um, I went to a women's empath 
business event years ago, years ago. And I, and the, I remember the presenter saying to me, I asked her a question, like, how do I move through this? And she's like, instead of framing like, this is what you did wrong. She's like, okay, instead bring it up and say, okay, this is, this happened, but let's see how we can prevent it for the future. And that changed my perspective on how I could use my empathy to help my clients because it wasn't me, by me lecturing them on what happened in the past, wasn't going to help propel them forward. No, no more than it helped me when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started saying, okay. And also, it also took the guilt, it took the shame off of them and the guilt off of me saying, oh my God, could I have helped them prevent this? What did I miss that they did this? Because there was a lot of that too as an empath, right? Where is it my fault that they didn't make maybe perhaps the wisest choice? And so when I, I took that approach, number one, my client base grew because Hey, when you don't shame people, I mean, people like to work with you more, right? Yeah. And it wasn't intentional. It's just like, I want the best for you. Why aren't you listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my business grew and also my relationship with my clients grew where they trusted me, but now they trusted me and they could tell me things where maybe before they would have held back because they might've thought they were going to get a lecture. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. it's not, they're getting a lecture. It's like, okay, well, this happened and this was the result. How can we not do this in the future? How can we find a different result that'll be more beneficial? So, and the other thing I did was I, I really divorced my responsibility from my client's responsibility and put up a really strong boundary where it was no longer, okay, I can give you all the tools. That's what I can do. But no longer was it, I'm responsible if you don't use them. Right. And that is also empowering for people to say, I'm giving you the tools, make the choice that'll work for you. And maybe no choices ends up being your choice, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm here to support you and facilitate, but I'm not here to make the decisions for you because then you're not going to grow. Exactly. Yeah. That's really important. It's, that's the key to empowerment, you know, empowering people instead of getting them kind of can, you know, hooked on you to where they don't actually learn. They're looking to you for all the answers. So helping yeah. them see the mistake and, and putting uh, the power of choices in your hands, that's super important. And have you noticed that in your personal life as well? Is there, yeah. there places that, <laughs> that maybe you're still challenged with that? <laughs> oh, as an empath, you're always challenged trying to fix everybody's problems. <laughs> it's like, yes. like with your children, you're like, okay, let me fix this. But what I have done with my kids, when I started down this journey and really started learning, and I tried to apply it to my personal, or my personal life as well, is that it's like, I'm, you're in, particularly with my kids, it's like, it's, you're in a safe space here. So it's okay. I'd rather you make mistakes when the stakes are low and learn from them rather than never having had that experience. And now when the stakes are high, you don't know. And, and, and a money example of this was my older son at one point had wanted a very expensive Lego. And I said to him, I said, I'm not buying this, but you can use your money to buy it. And my husband's like, why are you letting him use his money to buy this very expensive Lego? I'm like, okay, fine. You saw it at the Lego store. I'll get it on Amazon because it's cheaper. You pay me and we're all even, right? He builds the Lego and he proceeds not to play with it. And my husband's like, why do we do that? 
why you knew this was going to happen. I said, yes. I said, however, we use this as a learning experience. I said, okay, well, you had this, you didn't play with it. And what did we learn? And I'm hoping, and I think it seems to have worked, that saying, okay, this very expensive thing that I wanted, and it ends up not being as useful to me or propelling me forward or whatever, fulfilling, maybe that'll prevent my kid from making a mistake financing a car they can't afford. Yeah. So let's learn on the smaller areas in a safe environment where you can take those life lessons and you're not shamed for doing it. Like, why did you buy such an expensive thing? It's like, you did it. Let's see what we learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it does, it's hard. Sometimes I get into luxury. It happens. <laughs> We're parents, you know, it happens. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I, I try not to. And sometimes with my kids also, it's like one, one of them is really having a rough day instead of taking it personally, which I do, I've done and still sometimes do it's okay. Let me step back for a minute and be just a parent and a grown up and say, okay, what's really bothering you? And when we get to that the behavior stops. Yeah. The communication that's huge. Yeah. And I, yeah, I talk, talk to my clients about that all the time. When we work with our energetic system, if you are seeing something that you need to say, and you're not saying it, that throat chakra gets blocked and then it's yes. just mayhem, you know, all kinds of yes. things will keep moving, keep the patterns will keep going yes. and because you saw it and didn't say it. It's like, not only do you start to feel that kind of backlog and that backwash, but yes. it, nothing changes. So yeah, that's exactly the way you nip it in the bud. And it triggered, and it also ends up triggering stuff from our own past. Right. Yeah. And so I try to, because, and sometimes in the heat of the moment, you can't, and that's human. Right. But if I can say, okay, this is triggering me and my kid knows nothing about why this is happening. It's not fair for them to carry my load. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. That's that's the way to do it. It's being in integrity and, and saying what you need to say when you need to say it. And, yeah. and also acknowledging where you're at. I think that's a um, part of being spirit, more spiritually mature yeah. is to notice this, this little soul is still figuring some stuff out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yes, it's frustrating sometimes to have to go back and, you know, try different things and, or hold your boundaries when, you know, you feel like they're being pushed, but yeah. that's the way you get wiser. That's the way he gets wiser. And everybody wins in the long term. And it and also both with clients and with family and children. It's like I think the ability to apologize and say that you've messed up or done something wrong. Cause there's no one who hasn't, right? We've mm-hmm. all messed up. And with clients, sometimes, yeah, I make an error. But what I do is is if I see it, I look at it like, oh man, we've got to fix this. I you know, that, that instinct is maybe they won't see it (laughs) and, you know, statute will pass and off we go. Right. (laughs) And, um, yeah, no. So what I, what I've done is, is when, if I go back and I'm looking at something and I see an error, I tell them, I'm like, look, we, I was looking at this and I found this. And if it's my, if it's my fault, I'll tell them, look, I will fix this for free because that's also what's in my engagement letter. But it happens. And the same with my kids. If, you know, I don't handle something well, it's like, I go and apologize. I messed up. Yeah. And giving both clients and family that space to say, you know what, it's okay to say I messed up. Then on the client side, people can come to me and say, hey, Kristen, this happened. 
okay, let's figure out if there's any steps we have to undo it. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. With my kids, if I can apologize to them, it teaches them that they can apologize too. And it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Teaching by example, for sure. Yeah. And, and so as far as your, you know, kind of the growth of, of this new, uh, uh, it seems like a calling more than a, just a business, this calling to help women, you know, get through, get beyond uh, money, shame, and to become more wise about their money. What kind of challenges have you faced as, as an empathic, intuitive woman trying to get yourself out there, trying to share this? Cause it's a little easier to say, oh, I do taxes (laughs) versus I have this purpose-based money business, you know, to help people. So what's showing up for you when it comes to that? So what's been tricky is putting myself out on social media because particularly with my tax practice, most of it, you know, it was built through local talks. It was very localized and I've been, it's it's mostly all referrals, right? At this point Um, with the other, with her money solutions, it's much more nationwide and it's a bigger scope. And what I have, what's really, I struggle with is putting something out there that might hit a nerve because the empath in me has a hard time dealing with maybe some of the blowback. Mm -hmm. I know it's something that's true, but I know that people will take offense Mm -hmm. and then internalizing the criticism. I mean, I still have that and I have to, I work through it. But if I post something in one of my tax Facebook groups, because I'm in a lot of those like super nerdy tax people. And when we (laughs) get stuck, you know, we all ask a question and then I'll get some person who's just generally grouchy or, you know, whatever their issue is. And they're like, how can you even be asking that sort of question or what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I should have known that. How do I do this for almost 20 years? And I don't know. And, and then it's, like, okay, step back. This is not your issue. This Mm. is their issue. Mm -hmm. But having to go through those steps yeah, as an empath, as a business person and going, am I, and I, and I'll question myself. It's like, I know, I know my stuff. I know I can help people, but am I worthy enough to do this? Yeah. And how, like, how long would that blow you back? Like when that happens, like, does it set you back a few hours, a few days? A it's week? getting better. It used Good. to be like a week. I think about it. Right. I'm like, Oh, and I turn it over my head. What could I have done differently? Blah, 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 blah. And there's sometimes I've taken down posts. I'm like, okay, this is just going the wrong way. You know, what? I'm just going to shut this down. Um, and then I feel better. Um, but there are things it, now, you know, maybe it, the ones that really get me are like 24 hours. And the ones that don't, like I've managed to calm down a couple hours. And then I'm like, okay, we have to redirect our energy to people that we can help. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on the, yeah, where, where your energy flows, not where it gets resisted. You know, I think that's important. Would you mind uh, me doing a little Oracle card reading for you that that may help you out with that? Wonderful. That'll be (laughs) fun. Cool. (laughs) All right. So I've been quietly shuffling and pulling as we've been talking. And what I've got here is um, that you're coming out of a time of, you know, I'm not sure if you delayed beginning this, this project for a while, you weren't quite sure if you had it in you to do it, or you weren't quite sure if it was the right time, but I get something about divine timing and also a little bit of a, a long wait. Does that make sense? Yes, because I launched this business in the beginning of 2021 and then dealing with 
all the blowback from the, the COVID legislation changing in my tax practice. Yeah, I put it off for over almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you're, you're going, you're coming into a time now where you're actually feeling quite guided on, on what it is you need to do with this work. Um, and it feels like there is, it is, it's, is it literally higher guidance. There's spirit guides working with you to help people with their money. Do you, do you identify with that or do you feel that? I feel it. Yeah, I do. I feel like there's, um, I've reached the point where it's like, okay, I'm open. I'm ready to do this. I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. because it's venturing into something of an unknown, even though I, I know the subject material, but the unknown of the business. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's something just, the information is flowing through. It's like, okay. And and I'm curious, it's fun because I'm like, okay, let's open that up. I, I don't feel so scared to think about, oh my gosh, am I going to run out of ideas? It's like, hey, what's out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That's what I'm seeing in your you know, the best thing you can do right now is just continue to say yes to trying these different things, whether it's how you communicate yourself or how you're showing up online to to connect with people all over the, I I hear all over the world. I mean, it is mostly nationwide, but it may be people that live in other countries that also need to know, you know, stuff about money and taxes in the U S so opening up, you know, that bigger conversation with women and money um, it's a bigger purpose than maybe even you see right now. And it feels just really good to let it be this intuitive flow and to let spirit be your boss is what I always say. I have a picture. One of my clients got me that says spirit is my boss. I'm like, yep, that's it. There's no other, if, even if I argue with it, it's not going to work, you know, or if I listen to any human being over what my inner guidance says, it's just not going to work. So you can, you can bring some of that in and apply it with, with, as a structure, but definitely continue to listen to your inner voice because this is the thing that's gotten you through your challenges thus far. And, you know, listening to the, you know, mental chatter around you did nothing but bring that shame in and bring that sense of, oh, I've got to earn some kind of credibility or I've got to earn this respect. And when you give that respect to yourself first, and you just speak from your heart and your soul, it, it just, you just help people. It just flows and there's, and it's invaluable. So you're moving forward. It does feel like you're a little bit on your own with it, um, but you have the ability to go around obstacles. So what you were saying about kind of um, uh, just dealing with the the feeling of blowback or feeling of criticism or shame, we'll go back to that because there is this yeah. kind of, I, I pulled a few more down here. There's a, There's kind of this echo of the shame that you felt when you first began learning about money. And yeah. now that you are taking a bigger step, you know, that shame is showing up again. Wouldn't you yeah. say? I would. Yeah. Because it's, it's reminding me of those feelings and what I'm trying to do with it. Subconsciously it does come up. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's remember this so that we can use or me. No, that sounds like the Royal we, I suppose, but so that it can be used for good let's look at this shame. Let's, let's examine it. Let's see where it's coming from and how that shows up in other people so that I can make other people feel comfortable and not go through or be able to be moved beyond the shame that I felt at one time sooner for themselves and faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You go the long way around so that they can yeah. take the short route. Yeah. I do the same thing with my work. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I spent 
years and years uh, trying to figure out how to listen to my intuition, how to tell the difference between my thoughts and my fears and that inner voice. And it's like, okay, once I got it, it's like, I want to tell everybody about it. Yeah. So I totally understand. And that's, that's when you're working in service, which is, you know, it's yes, tax, uh, tax professional is a service, but what you're doing is transformational for people. So I feel like it's really important to see it that way. And when you feel alone in your, in your mission, just know that you have what it takes to go around the obstacles. You don't have to, you know, kind of meet them head to head, um, which is more the masculine way and get into those arguments online or, you know, kind of show up more in a more masculine way with your marketing. You don't have to do that. Um, Just be you and trust, trust in your skills because um, there is some, some stuff going on for you of, of doubting not only doubting yourself, like your abilities, but some negative self-talk going on that keeps you from listening. So what's, yeah. what's, what's that about? Just that so, kind of curse, like maybe I'm not meant to do this, or maybe I'm not, I don't have what it takes. Yeah. I think what it is, is it comes with the, I think I can deliver. I have no problem knowing that when I put on a program, I can deliver the information that people need. And even if I don't know an answer to a question, I'm always, even with my clients, I'm like, if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to make up an answer. I'll go tell you, I don't know when I will research it. But I think my doubt is, is that I'm not going to be able to get this message out because I don't have the the skills and the tools, I don't know as much as other people about the marketing side of things that I'm trying to learn. And I'm also, I think the other fear comes from the fear of self-doubt is I'm usually pretty good at reading people, but I'm concerned that if I trust, and this goes back to, you know, a lot of other stuff, if I trust somebody and give them thousands upon thousands of dollars to do my marketing or do whatever, they're not going to produce Mm. And now I'm going to be back to square one with the same problem because I have a mission and I'm going to run out of time Mm -hmm. and I don't want to waste time. Yeah. I hear you. I, I totally get it. And when you're, when you're kind of choosing people and so going back to that intuition conversation, when you're choosing people, do you find that you struggle between, oh, this person has, you know, they have a lot of success. They have a lot of results. You know, they're promising me they can help me versus there's something not right about that. You know, what I'm feeling about that person. Do you struggle to trust kind of that internal intuition about people? And maybe, I don't know if you have before said yes, when you probably should have said no. Yeah. That's invested when you shouldn't have invested. Yeah. And it's happened. It hasn't been on a grand scale. I mean, in my world, if I invest you know, a few hundred bucks and it doesn't work out. I'm not happy about it, but it's not going to sink my business. Right. But <laughs> there have been people that I followed um, and who I found their work interesting. And then they've kind of morphed into something that wasn't quite what I was sold. Um, mm-hmm. And that has led me, you know, sometimes that self-doubt will creep in. Maybe I wasn't as good of a read as I thought I was. Maybe I shouldn't have trusted this person's information. Maybe all their information is not so useful. And But there are no absolutes, right? And it's like with trade-offs, there, everything in life is a trade-off and nobody exists in an absolute vacuum. So if somebody's information was good or there's snippets that are good, there is still some good in there, but I just don't want to spend thousands of dollars to find out there's only snippets. 
Right. And that's what makes me nervous. So I'm wonder, I wonder if that holds me back because I'm not, I, I get, I don't usually have commitment phobia, but this is one of those where I'm like, <laughs> because, and because there's so many people selling so much stuff, mm-hmm. how do you filter out the noise? Yes. Yes. Oh, I get it. Being even just, you know, I work more on the spiritual side, but it happens for me too. It's just, what is, how to show up in a way that's in alignment for you. And, you know, you've got to, you got to pick some way to open up that door to the world. And yeah, so it's, it's finding, I think, I think for you, especially it's not, you know, just thinking about what you enjoy doing, like how you enjoy showing up and finding a way to do more of that. If it's something totally out of left field, I feel like it's going to feel very foreign to you. And there, you do have a vision already. I'm seeing a card that, that states like you have a vision of like, you know, five, 10 years down the road, what this looks like. And I see a book. um, I see um, some courses, maybe not, I'm not sure about a podcast. You might even have a podcast already. I'm sorry if I Forgot no, about I, that. You know, it, might, it, it should be coming in 2023. We're okay, <laughs> you're you're on your way. So I do <laughs> on see, that track. Yeah, I see you showing up. Um, cor- you know, online courses and and written books and things like that. But you know, keep that vision that you have because you've been given that vision. The other stuff is literally. So I've, I'll show you the card. This is the Mystical Shaman deck um, by Colette okay. Baron Reed, and um, and I have two other names involved in the deck and I forget them right right now, but anyway, the the card is all about keeping track of your ideal um, goal and everything around you is, is like the shiny object. And so don't get distracted by the shiny object saying, well, this will get you there faster. Oh, I know the way to get there because you do have, uh, you, you have a purpose here. So when you have a purpose, it's going to work out no matter what. But the, the thing is you can delay it or, or kind of put yourself on some uh, obstacle courses if you doubt that and try things to speed it up. I think that's probably the biggest message that the mind and you being very intellectual um, as a, you know, a money professional, that the mind will come in and say, well, this is a clever solution and turn in inside the, the intuition, the spirit's going, oh, I didn't, I didn't want this experience. This is not what I wanted. So it becomes more of an emotional you know, um, kind of distraction or detour than anything. So that's, and that's something that affects your energy a lot. So trust yourself. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's a really, really good advice because I just don't want to go off yeah, onto shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's because, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. It's like, oh, this program, this might be the one, you know, maybe this is the one. And then it's, and then you don't do them. That's, that's one of the other things. It's like you buy programs and then it takes you six months to actually go open it. Um, I'm trying to be really, really intentional with that because I want to get the word out there, but I want to do it in a way that does feel authentic, not salesy, not weird, because that's the antithesis of everything I'm trying to make people, you know, get people to understand. Yeah. Because my, my industries are so like that. Um, financial world is littered with minefields mm-hmm. and part of this mission of education and empowerment is so that people can avoid that and find people who, whether the financial professionals, tax people, insurance people who are on their team, who are on the same t- side of the table as them. Yeah. Because I've seen so many people either get ripped off or end up in tax problems or 
what have you. I mean, there's a myriad of things that can go wrong, right? And I just don't want that for people. And if I can make a little dent in my industry by educating consumers and and educating women on how to find the good people, because there are good people, but some of them are just as lousy at marketing as me, right? They're just (laughs) good at their jobs. We're tax people. We're not marketers. Um, But there are good people out there. And just to get good people, you know, people who are looking for good advice to the people who will be on their team and be on their side. And and it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, and what you're talking about, you know, as we come to a close today is bringing that feminine wisdom and awareness to the money table and yes. bringing it, you know, bridging the gap, bringing balance to that, you know, more competitive environment of, us versus them or yeah, selling and, you know, buying and getting sold, you know, sold the, you know, I don't know, getting sold something you didn't expect in terms of, you know, that marketing and that promise being overreaching to what people can deliver. And, you know, to feel right in your body and to have your empowerment, you have to keep that with you. So I, I love that you're bringing that to the table and then helping women by just doing that for yourself. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And it's teaching. I want to teach women the questions to ask because you're not expected to be a tax professional, not expected to be a financial professional or an insurance professional, but enough of good questions to ask and what the answers, the the best, you know, the best case scenario of answers and not good answers, because you can give somebody the questions, but if they don't know what the answer should be, how much have you helped them? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, But going into that so that when they're working with a professional, they're going with some knowledge that will help them propel themselves forward. I tell my tax clients all the time, I don't expect you to learn the tax code. That's why you hire me. But I'm teaching you to ask questions so that you can come to me and say, hey, Kristen, is this something we should worry about? And I can look at it and say, maybe let's dig into this a little bit more. Maybe not. Or nope, that's thanks for asking, but that's not going to be a problem for you, you know, or do this, this, and this, and that'll eliminate that problem. And then it's a lot easier to fix problems before they start than try to undo them after they happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so so if people have questions for you, where can they find you? They can find me online at hermoneysolutions.com. They can find me on Instagram at hermoneysolutions or Kristen Delfo EA on Facebook. Um, on my website, I do have a free downloadable tax deductions checklist for solopreneurs and independent contractors that follows the tax form. So it makes your life easier and you know what you can and can't deduct. Um, I run programs uh, running one in January and again, it'll go in May called deducted for small, for solopreneurs and um, independent contractors. And that will be, it teaches what you can legally deduct. It talks about self-employment tax, uh, estimated payments, all of these icky things that are really feeling heavy and overwhelming. We're going to be talking about them in plain English live. So you can ask questions and go through and do all, get, get yourself to a place where you're comfortable in your business with all the stuff that can often keep business owners up at night. So there's that there's consultations. If you just want to talk to me and ask me questions and know that I'm not going to try to sell you something. Nice. I love it. It's, 
You know, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they're afraid they're going to get sold something on the back end. I'm the same way, but this is no strings. Book some time, you pay the fee, you go on and we go through it and you get actionable items on how to tackle problems. Love it. That was one of my biggest fears starting my, my solopreneur business. So uh, yeah. yeah, I wish I had met you a long time ago, oh, but sorry. Yeah. no, it's okay. It's all right. And I might have more questions. So I'll definitely be checking you out. Please, please do reach out because I do post, um, I do post regularly as much as I can as a tax person, um, uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And I really like to continue the conversation because when somebody asks a question, often 20 other people have that same question. And what's been so fulfilling has been this past round of deducted. I did one in November. We just wrapped up last week. One of my participants said, Kristen, I've been doing this taxes since my own taxes since I was 14, having either by herself or, or with a tax person. She's like, nobody's ever told me any of this stuff. And as a result, she reached out to her tax person with questions about her business. And she's like, and I feel so much more comfortable because now I have the language. I have the lingo. I, I know what I should be asking. I'm like, yes, this, I start to cry because it makes it all worthwhile. It does. It does. Helping <sighs> people is, is amazing. It's an amazing way to, to work and to live life. So I'm yeah. glad you're out there doing it, working in the, the field of finances and material security and money. It's important. You know, the spiritual stuff's important, but that stuff's yeah. important too, to, to live a happy, healthy life. So Guys, if you want to look up Kristen Delfo, I think I mispronounced that in the beginning. It's D-E-L-F-A-U. Um, check out her money solutions. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for having me, Molly. This has been really, really great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hope to talk to you again sometime. Thank you. You too. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.